Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5, titled Genre. We just watched it. Aaron, what do you think? Did I actually enunciate my name properly? I feel like I went like, rum, 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 rum. I, I don't, I, my mouth's not working right. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that uh, I did not see, like, as I've been wondering, like, you know, what the hell is Dolores doing? There's a couple points in this episode where I thought, aha, she is using uh, Caleb. And, you know, when she sent him out <laughs> to die on the roof of that automated SUV under the withering gunfire he's taken, I'm like, she's just using him as a meat shield. And then Dempsey called out, like, she's just, and I'm like, okay, they're planting this. And then she literally takes bullets for him at the end of the episode, and she uh, sets all mankind free. I thought that was that was really good, and I was surprised. I, 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 I thought that was an interesting take for her to, like, take the Shadow War public and kind of, like, neuter. It makes perfect sense in retrospect, but, like, how do you neuter Rehoboam's uh, powers? You uh, let the subjects in on the, the dirty little secret. Now, I think you can quibble about the the cinematic language they use to tell that story and in fact this show is just so operatic that like i'm almost wondering if how austere the action is and how some how performative some of this stuff is is almost like a stylistic choice mm-hmm. um but i thought the big picture stuff they're doing is uh, w- w- was pretty good uh what do you think yeah so i thought the beginning and the ending of this episode were pretty good i was really into all of this rock backstory stuff um every time we sort of flash back to that and then we sort of see that, you know, the memories that uh, Dolores has pulled from Rehoboam about Serac are in fact what we're seeing in those moments. Uh, I thought all that stuff was really cool. And I'm curious, you know, how that ties in to uh, Caleb's backstory. Cause there seems to be some link there that Liam There's hints at, but then, yeah. you know, dies and doesn't get to fully uh, reveal but the stuff in the middle and and specifically the stuff around like the the reveal that Rehoboam is controlling everyone's life um, to everyone and how that just sort of in an instant changes everyone into monsters um, or desperately, I, I don't know, changes them into floating rats struggling around, uh, kicking in the bucket. And the stuff around the car chase, I thought all of that was pretty fucking bad, actually. Huh. Um, it's so it's a mixed bag here for me. Um, I don't know. You might be feeling because I always said that about like the zombie apocalypse. I always find zombie apocalypse is wildly unrealistic, and I think that's mm-hmm. why the good ones usually don't belabor the fall of humanity. They just like, oh look, there's a zombie and it bit grandma, and we're taking her from the hospital, and oh grandma, you don't look so good. Ah, I get bit, and then they go from there to ninety seven percent of the world has been destroyed. Um. It's I. It's how do you depict a society worldwide coming to grip with grip with that they're on a loop and their lives are predetermined and a lot of them are being actively weeded out. Like I like and and if if you were going to make a series that wanted to ponder those questions, you'd have to show like a gamut of people's reactions. Like what does it look to be like the lucky few that are like super cool by Robo Hobo? You know, like well how their reaction, how the one because it's you know, and and also like wouldn't there be some disbelief? Wouldn't there be some like, uh, what the fuck is this? You know, let's check what the New York Times is yeah. saying about this. Oh, it's just a hack and it's a data breach and it was all hoax and blah, blah. Like, but no, like within 15 minutes, it's Mad Max. Um, right. 
I'm not going to defend that. That's that's a hairpin <laughs> curve. But I think they're trying to say something about a highly managed society. And once you cut that, you know, we asked, well, what would cutting the cord look like? Uh, and none of us thought that it would be just full disclosure, radical transparency. And I yeah. thought that, like, again, operatic, big picture, um, very symbolic, highly stylized. It worked because do I want them to tell that story or do I want them to just assert that this is going to happen, show it happen and then, you know, move on. So but I, I get... want them to tell the story. I think this this show has mm. been artfully crafted in a way that makes me think they should be able to pull this off and they're really just not pulling it off. And and let me preface this by or let me, I guess, qualify this by saying this could all be fake. Uh, this could be some kind of simulation that we're in. We've talked about this for weeks now. Nothing oh. feels right about this real, this quote unquote real world. Even mm. in the scenario they've constructed, nothing quite feels right about it. And so I keep looking for like, what are the clues? Where are the the seams of this world? And it's not giving me any of that yet. And so, oh, I think there are lots of them in this episode. For example, you think so? Like yeah, clear, did you see clear signposts that say this is not real? Yes. Have you? Did you notice that there's like stacks of Rehoboam rings that are sometimes interposed on each other, and they like drill down or go forward and say like file selected? I think those are uh -huh. actually multiple s versions of the of this of the simulation, and I'm not sure if it's like a real simulation in the case of like letterbox, maybe in a box kind of simulation, or how they hinted at the beginning of the episode where one of the ways Robo Hobo um, kind of honed its analysis is by running a simulation that predicted the past uh, yeah. and how that Dempsey senior couldn't understand like, why the hell what's impressive about that? Where it's like, if you got your head out of your ass, you understand, you know, like if you feed a system like the 1960s and you give them no information about what came next and it correctly like simulates the next 50 years of history, that's impressive as fuck. Um, sure. And I, yeah. so, so I think that, yeah, every time we saw them jump around, we see one of the Roho Robo Hobo rings and then it like kind of zooms in and out. Like it's selecting a different version of simulated. Now, yeah, but that's just like your opinion, man. You know, like that's, yeah, that's no, how I feel right. about this whole thing. But it's you just asked like, me if this is going to be the grand conclusion, is it going to be worth watching the show to get to that point? Or am I going to have to go back and watch a second time to really appreciate the show? And no other, like, I, I don't want to sit through my first, my first viewing of this entire season going, God, this all kind of sucks. And then have it magically be amazing at the end. Uh, yeah. And when I go back and I rewatch 10 hours of television, like I want both, right? I want the, yeah. the journey through to discover the point of this whole thing to be just as fun as the second trip through. And I so far think they're missing that mark. I will say that like, in no case have I felt like I needed to watch a season of Westworld tw again to understand it. Like usually the penultimate and finale episode um, makes it pretty clear. Um, mm -hmm. If you've been watching it close and you know, if I'm watching this two or three times doing a podcast on it, reading 10 hours of shit a week on it, I feel like I'm watching it pretty close. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I've just made peace with the fact that the action on this show can best be described as extremely high budget basic cable action. It's not going to make a lot yeah. of sense. It's going to do very generic. It's going to do very like we talked about last week how, you know, they pull that false moment of drama when they're when they're withdrawing all of uh, Dempsey Jr.'s funds. And it's like we talked about on the podcast, like, do they need to do this? You know, like, is that. Like, did they have to go through the motions just to build tension because we expect them to? Um, you know, like when uh, 
when uh, Dolores sends uh, Caleb up on the roof of the automated SUV, do we need him sloshing around for two minutes taking obscene amounts of automatic gunfire while he struggles through the drug to shoot the thing? I mean, I don't know, but I feel like it's a form that they've got to observe. And I, I don't I don't necessarily like it, but it's no longer detracting from the thing because it's my expectation. Um gotcha. The, the the action is going to be slow and, and plotting and uh not particularly well staged. It's gonna look it's gonna look amazing. Like still shots, if you looked at this as like a flip book or a comic book, it's fucking amazing. Like mm-hmm. the conceptual ideas of like the drone fired RPG and stuff like that is like super cool. Um but it's like in full motion, it's 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 not very convincing. And I just think that's West that's Westworld, man. Like yeah. it's almost like complaining about sped up scenery and Breaking Bad. Like if you, if, well, I have a lot of other complaints. Uh, you know, it's, right. it's not just it's not just the the very poor action. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. in my opinion, it, yeah. it's also that that scene where they were revealing like how everyone, uh, you know, has their data in Rehoboam and it's controlling their whole lives and everybody. You know, let, let's set aside the fact that you know everybody reacts in a uniform way to this thing with total acceptance, uh, just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like it's true. No one, no one ever says this is bullshit or whatever. Right? Yeah. No, nobody questions anything about it. But they just didn't get there. Like for me, like they were doing their best with the you know the space oddity and everything to really mm-hmm. hit some emotional peak here that I just I it didn't get me to because it was so sort of sudden. Um, they didn't build up enough to it, I think, in the episode itself. Like, they have over the season. I think they were obviously building to this, and they did a pretty good job in the macro scale. But in the micro, in this episode, I really wasn't feeling what they were putting down here. Um, they, they had the music swelling, but I, I wasn't getting to that place where, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Um, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The other thing that I think they failed with is they didn't do anything with this genre drug. If if the yeah. if the extent of genre is simply a color filter and some dramatic music, mm-hmm. go go watch Watchmen. Go watch episode six of Watchmen because it's one of the most amazing uh, uses of sort of a flashback genre style thing that you will ever see. Designer and drug. It, this just pales in comparison to that. Pales. Yeah. It- it's unfortunate for Westworld that they pull this episode four months after like the Watchmen crushed it, like the exact same concept, yeah. the exact same techniques. Um, but it was it, like, it used it, the drug the, to tie in all the themes of the show, right? Exactly. And this doesn't do and any you, of that. This yeah, just you're puts comp- a color filter over the screen. Yeah, no, you're like they're doing this. This is to 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 Westworld. This moment is just a mechanical point. It revolves the plot from one thing to the next, whereas. That whole hour of Westworld you're, or Watchmen that you're referring to, like you said, it 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 it, it brought in a emotional, personal, thematic arc all to like some kind of crescendo and nexus, and it was it was amazing because of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I you're you're right, like uh, it's it's uh, it's it it's it's that was a tough act to follow, and this is a pretty like by the numbers kind of uh, act in in comparison. 
I do. Um, I do want to say this is our first viewing of it, and you know, maybe my opinion. I think my opinion changed quite a bit on last week's episode. I liked it a lot more in retrospect. See, but on I, I, watch. I, so maybe I'll get there on this one. But first watch I, was that's not kind to it. That's the other thing is like Westworld. It's like the emotional connection is not there, but I thought the intellectual connection was there. Like I was really digging what uh, uh, Caleb's character was saying about, you know, like Liam saying that you can't do this because the world runs on hope. And, mm-hmm. you know, Caleb coming back. Yeah, false hope. And how I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was there's a lot of I think a lot of people today. Um, not the majority, but there's a small minority and they seem to be growing and they're on both sides of the political aisle that kind of like are realizing this, that like there is a large there's a there's a, uh, a, a a pretty big percentage of society that no matter what they do, they they this this myth of upward mobility and classless society and the American dream. It's just out of reach for probably a third of the population. Um, yeah. They're just it's just not going to get there. But. The reason, you know, it's it's funny because like um, I've got, I got a political show, three right turns, and and one of the early ones I talked about like you know trying to justify the existence of a billionaire, and I had a lot of people defend billionaires, um, and it's so weird because I I think it's the only thing I've ever ever talked about on a podcast where people defended an experience and a lifestyle that they can't even possibly comprehend. You know, if like you talk shit about uh, like uh, uh, black people. You know, you're going to have some white people take umbrage. You're going to have a lot of black people take umbrage. Um, But, like, it would be weird if you did that and, like, only white people came up and said, now look here. You know know what I'm saying? It's like without, like, uh, maybe I'm making a bad offensive comparison here. But, like, you know, I I guarantee I don't have billionaires listening to my podcast. So I got all these people who are not billionaires defending the existence of billionaires. Um, And I thought there was this interesting thing they talk about, like, Ciroc is postulating that there is this type of person who realizes that it's not all about money. And, and they, they compared him unfavorably to like Dempsey senior, right? That like money is, is it's like a high score and it's boring. And what you're really looking for is power. And like, I guess I wouldn't have as much problem with like the concept of we've got billionaires and hundred billionaires and pretty soon to be trillionaires, except for it's not just a high score that they're like playing the game against other rich people with. It's really power. It's almost godlike power. Uh, power that's never been wielded on this earth before. Um, mm-hmm. And this show kind of like shows like what it could happen if you have that runaway economic power, runaway information power, and then use that to try to shape society uh, to your to your own benefit and your own whims. And I think it's super fucking frightening and fascinating from that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. But they're telling it with <laughs> basic cable, high budget, basic cable action. And I think I, I just, yeah, I, I get you. I think this would be a lot more effective if they were able to make more emotional connections. And I'm willing to extend the benefit of the doubt that maybe they're going to get there with Caleb because there, there's, there's all yeah. kinds of flashing sign posts, posts on Caleb. There's more here to come. There's more here to uncover. We, yeah, that's he's not really what like he, about this episode. Yeah, he's, it's, he's not what we think he's going to be. Um, yeah, he's really... not what he thinks he is. You know that that's a super interesting part of it. Like he's done some things in his past that he, yeah. I don't, I don't think quite knows a maybe what he did and b why he did them, mm-hmm. uh, or or now he's starting to get some insight into that. You know, Rehoboam is a thing, and he understands that that's been controlling his life, and so he, I, I think at the end when he's sort of questioning Dolores, like he's getting nervous about who he is and what he's done in his past. And he kind of doesn't want to unlock that door. 
and, mm-hmm. and step through, right? Well, I mean, he wants to, but he can't for some reason. I'm I'm very curious to see. I think he's nervous. Uh, yeah, and there's also some Jason Bourne shit. Like, they got goggles strapped to him, and he's screaming in a hospital. Like, maybe they've reprogrammed his brain. Uh, they've, they've literally, like, wiped stuff out of his memory or conditioned him not to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting, because I've been, I've been, you know, having this theory that we're going to understand that Dolores is actually the hero, and uh, Bernard and Maeve might be cast as, like, the unwitting villains, you know, the, the supporters of society, the people that would argue for the existence of billionaires, whatever. Um, and I thought that, like, that was really shown with Connell's, um, uh, you know, uh, Liam's, uh, the, the Dolores shell inside Liam's body bodyguard. Yeah. Um, that that was, like, heroic what he did. He sacrificed, well, I guess Dolores sacrificed that aspect of herself. Um to further a goal it's very uh you know it's very brotherhood of of shadows from batman you know the flames rise brother and i i thought that to me sold the idea that dolores is the hero now they could flip it back and you know i I don't know i don't know how they would do that at this point there's only three episodes but yeah um, it's well that i mean that analogy that you know uh cable gives about the rats drowning in the bucket mm -hmm. is kind of everything about this episode that you need to know Mm -hmm. uh because you know and and it it leans into that question like is dolores the villain or is dolores doing something actually really good here um Mm -hmm. if people are given the choice and i guess they're given the choice right here in this episode uh of of whether to be controlled and slightly happier have that water just a little higher and tread around and look over the edge maybe uh but not be able to get out would they choose that over you know the the chaos um and essentially the quick death well it reminds me of like the conversation we had about cypher in the matrix you know like uh at some at some point he has to suspect that the the machines aren't going to put him back in the matrix they're just going to kill him uh i really like how like i I feel like caleb came across as a smart cypher in this episode because he just couldn't he can't be bought he's like he's been red pilled so hard that like even if liam dempsey says hey i'm going to give you a hundred billion dollars and a blowjob every day for the rest of your life what does that even mean like this is a fake world it's bullshit like his his existence has been engineered towards destruction uh he was you know like some of the stuff they said this is pretty dark like you know that uh one of the rohobo one of the robo hobos primary missions is to define decide what parts of society are undesirable and then funnel them into like wood chippers like war and other kind of conflict that just kind of burnt and like caleb got you know sorted into that pile and it's it's devastating and and uh but it's like you know like no one can tell no one can talk him out of like his course of action at this point because they've just pulled the wool from out you know uh off of his eyes so I, i i thought that stuff was really good um, I want to ask you about the fly metaphors in this episode. They talk about the fly, you know, like, oh, there was a fly in the ointment of the Rehoboam's code, and there was flies constantly buzzing around that political leader, the South American political leader's yeah. head. We know that flies were uh, a symbol of the con- the the contagion the the uh, that was buzzing around the host and spreading consciousness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is this just a simple matter of foreshadowing what Dolores is doing later this episode, where she red pills everybody, or? Yeah, is it, could, it going to have be. a greater fulfillment later? This is the, you know, there's, there's something else afoot. Yeah, if I were sort of trying to link it to the the Dolores and the Fly stuff from the first season, 
I would probably say, yeah, it's it's indicative of the bug in the machine, you know, the the outliers essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, some of the best casting I've seen on Young Ciroc. Oh, it's that guy, really good. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm like God. You, you didn't have to tell me who he was. I didn't have to hear him speak with a French accent. Like that was like uncanny casting. Bravo to to the casting manager there. Um, what else do you want to talk about before we get to what the people what the people want to say? Uh, not a lot. I'm looking forward to a second watch just to see if I, you know, can maybe pick up a little bit more uh, of what it's trying to put down. Yeah, I uh, it's been so intentionally mysterious about. Uh, about what Caleb's what what Caleb's background is and yeah. I, man I, I hope that they haven't fucked up and shown a three second image in a trailer or some kind of poster that is in a Hollywood report like like in in like a Hollywood reporter kind of thing that people are going to be able to figure this out because mm-hmm. I really hope they can they can review because I don't think they've given a shit there's no way you can speculate what is going on based on the information that's been shared with us on the screen. So I hope there's no leak or anything like that to, to screw us up or bonus, but because I'm I I bravo for them setting that up and, and knocking it down if they can't do that. I'll just uh, tell everybody go look at the the lines on his knuckles. Might yeah. be able to find out a lot about knuckle him. knuckle prints are a vital clue to what's going <laughs> to happen in <laughs> later episodes of seasons and on HBO. True. Uh, okay, at this point we're going to pivot to the instant talk portion of our podcast where we turn to our club members through the youtube chat interface to see what they thought of the episode and if they have any questions for us any theories they'd like to promulgate uh you can join in if you're a club member club.baldmove.com we do this every sunday during the airing of westworld and uh, if not we will catch you on the full podcast with analysis on tuesday uh 